Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it 888. Money Pit is brought to you by QuickCrete, Centurion Tools, and Arrow Fastener. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you get your home improvement, your decor, your outdoor living projects done. We're all staying at home a lot more this summer. And perhaps you want to improve your outdoor space. Maybe you're ready to do some updates to your kitchen or your bath. Maybe the garage is going to be a space that you're going to invest in to spend more time working on projects in that space. Whatever's on that to-do list, give us a call right now because we'd love to help. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIP. Coming up on today's show, now, if you are taking on a big project, like maybe building a deck, you're going to be getting involved with building codes. Now, they exist to keep your family safe, but it only works if your contractor or you, if you're doing the job yourself, follow them. We've got tips on how to avoid the three most commonly violated building codes just ahead. And if you've noticed that your walk or your porch or your patio is looking a bit worn, we're going to give you some tips on how you can resurface those at a fraction of the cost of replacement. And hey, do you love living outdoors, but you've got a very small backyard and you want to make the most of it? Well, by making one trendy addition, you can see a huge difference. We'll tell you what that is just ahead. And give us a call this hour because we've got a great seasonal prize up for grabs from Centurion. Some awesome yard tools, a rake and a broom that'll really help make your projects a lot easier this season. It's worth 51 bucks for the complete set going out to one caller drawn at random. Make that you. Call us right now at one eight. 888 Money Pit or post your questions at moneypit.com. Rose in New Jersey's on the line and she has a very busy tree that's causing lots of problems with roots. What's going on, Rose? Well, the tree, the roots are ruining the, the lawn and uh, they suggest I have the tree taken down. But it's so beautiful, I don't want to take it down. So they're suggesting I wait until September and have topsoil put down. And I was just wondering, what do you think I should do? Well, I mean, they're correct. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't trim back the roots. You can trim back other things in a tree, but you can't trim back the roots. So you have to either cover those roots with more topsoil or wood chips or anything else, you know, depending on how you, what you want it to look like. 
You know, or you got to say bye bye to the tree. It's funny you mentioned this because just today I had to take out a big maple tree in my uh, yard, which I was really sad about because I love the tree, but it was just dying from the inside. It was getting dangerous. And so the, uh, the uh, tree company I hired ground out the stump for me and left, you know, about six inches or eight inches of wood chips sort of flush with the soil. So I had to, I took three barrels, uh, wheelbarrows of wood chips out of this hole, filled it all with topsoil and planted seed. That was my project for today. So I do feel your pain. If you love this tree, you want to save it, you're going to have to put up with those roots and you're going to have to cover it. And if, and if you're, you know, if they're telling you to wait till September so the grass grows, but the other thing is if you've got a big tree, you're going to have a hard time getting the grass to grow. So you might want to think of another type of plant, a shade plant that could sustain itself there um, because right under that tree, you're, it's not going to be easy for the grass to grow. Oh, because the tree is so big. It's, it's about 25 years old. Beautiful tree. Yeah. Well, then just keep it and enjoy it. Deal with the roots. You know, you're going to have to cover it with something. Uh, so you think I uh, ought to have the topsoil put down and have it reseeded? I, well, you can do that. But I, like I said, I don't know that you're going to get much grass to grow under a big old tree. You know, the sun can't get there. So you might want to think about a shade plant like Pachysandra, for example. Okay. But thank you so much for taking my call. You're welcome. June in Maryland's on the line. Got a question about a furnace. What's going on? I had this furnace for about maybe 20 years. Uh, it's just, but it's relatively uh, old, but I, um, within that 20 years, I haven't you know, used it uh, full time all the time because... Uh, uh, but let me tell you the problem I'm having right now. It just started the uh, the little striker that you put in the. It's a gas furnace and it has a striker mm-hmm. where the uh, the flames come on and off. Yep. And the the striker ignites it. The yep. particular striker I had, I, I replaced it, and uh, uh, it broke. It's but they're very delicate. They break very easily. Yeah. And I. I'm trying to understand if, uh, if uh, this is a second uh, uh, striker that I put in there and it broke. And I'm trying to understand if if I if if I buy another striker and I don't put the screw in it, I just maybe tape it with some duct tape and see without it breaking. With that, will that uh, solve the problem? When you say striker, are you talking about the igniter? Yes. It, uh-huh. it causes it creates a spark. Correct. Okay. And what is this? This furnace is what, like a wall furnace or something? It doesn't sound like a house furnace. Well, what is it used for? It's a, it's a, it's a gas uh, furnace. It's um, uh, I can go down in the basement and get the specs on it, but uh, it's a okay. you know regular gas gas furnace. Right. And so uh, once it once the igniter does ignite the pilot light, you don't have any issues with it staying on, it, and you know hits up the thermal cover. All right, so it's really just this igniter component. All right, well, look, the answer is no. You absolutely positively cannot replace whatever hardware connection is designed to have with duct tape. Uh, In fact, it would not only dry out quickly, it could catch fire and be, you know, in contact with the wrong end of the gas line. You know what I mean? So I would definitely not do that. I'm sorry you had that problem. The only other suggestion I might have for you is to investigate whether or not that gas valve design has changed over the years. It might be more cost-effective for you to actually replace the gas valve itself. Most home furnaces 
the older ones, they usually don't have a striker. Usually those are hand lit, you know, water heaters and furnaces. You know, when you turn the valve of the pilot position, you light the pilot light, hold it in for 30 seconds for the thermal couple to heat up, and then you release it, and then you turn the gas valve on the rest of the way. So I think it's a little unusual that you have an igniter built into this. Uh, I mean, I've, my experience with igniters has only been to see them on like barbecue grills where I find them to be very common. And I was a home inspector for 20 years, and I can't think of any time that, you know, I inspected thousands of furnaces that I saw igniters. So this might be sort of a one-off situation. But if the igniter's not working, you might want to look into replacing the gas valve, and that would that may solve it for you. You said the gas valve? Yeah. In other words, it's part. the igniter's only part of the whole assembly. You have the gas valve, which feeds the pilot, and then the burners as well. Okay. That sounds like a... <laughs> Sounds like an idea. Yeah, I just don't. I'm just not comfortable with you trying to to hold this this piece of heating equipment in place with duct tape. It doesn't make sense, June. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that information. All right, man. Good luck with that project, and thanks for calling us at the Money Pit. Stay safe. All right, you too. Hey, what are you working on? Maybe you've got some summer outdoor projects and you're like, oh, I want to do all this yard work, but I just don't have the tools. Well, problem solved, guys. We've got up for grabs to one lucky caller this hour, the Centurion All-Season Leaf and Lawn Cleanup Set. Now, it's got some really cool tools in there. There's a telescoping all-season bristle broom, and there's an expandable aluminum rake head, so you can make it narrow or super wide to get into all of those hard-to-reach spots when you're doing the yard work, and an easy-sweep leaf pickup bag with handles. So it really makes your yard cleanup chores a lot more fun and a lot more efficient, and it's a prize pack worth 51 bucks. You can check everything out at centurionbrands.com, but one lucky listener this hour is going to get this for free. Give us a call with your home improvement question at 888-MONEYPIT or post it online at facebook.com slash themoneypit. Debbie in Delaware is on the line and needs some help with a building project. What can we do for you, Debbie? My husband broke his hip, and we are in desperate need of a handicap ramp. He'll be needing this handicap ramp after the brake heals. He'll be using a wheelchair and a walker after this. We are limited income, and we can't afford even the materials to build this ramp. And I been trying to go through government agencies and everything, and all I have gotten is a bunch of red tape. Um, tell me something. How high up does the ramp have to be? How many steps are you trying to accomplish? Or just kind of describe the layout to me. Yeah, it's five steps into the house. Debbie, as much as I'd like, there's there's sort of uh, no uh, quick fix for this situation. You do need a ramp, and the ramp has to is going to be a very large structure, and it has to be properly done. So I think your energy is, is best focused on how to get the professional help and to get the funds necessary to do this. Now, there is an organization that is called Rebuilding Together that does this sort of thing. And their uh, website is togetherwetransform.org, togetherwetransform.org, or just Google Rebuilding Together. They have got affiliates in most states across the country. Their national headquarters is in Washington, D.C. And what I would suggest you do 
uh, is to reach out to the national headquarters and uh, speak with them about uh, trying to connect with an affiliate that's near you. I see there's no affiliate directly in Delaware, but of course you can go to New Jersey or you can go to Maryland, you know, anywhere around there and probably find uh, exactly what you need. They used to be called Christmas in April, and uh, now they're called Rebuilding Together. And I've been on some of their projects in the past, and there seem to be a good group of people that get a lot of great things done. Okay, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your help. All right, and we hope that your husband heals up quickly. Thank you so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, MoneyPit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T, MONEYPIT.
Well, building codes are in place to make sure buildings are safe, but there are a couple of common residential codes that are frequently overlooked. Now, the first one involves handrails that are mounted on a wall, and those kinds of handrails must have what's called a return on them. Now, the return is that piece at the end of the rail that turns and goes back into the wall, and it keeps things like your shirt sleeves or your purse or anything else that's sort of sticking out from getting caught on that handrail and potentially causing you to fall down. And while we're on the subject of handrails, open handrails are no longer allowed. You need to have spindles or balusters spaced no more than six inches apart. And that's super important because it keeps even the tiniest little heads from squeezing in between and getting stuck. And I mean, it happens when that sizing is off. So six inches, please. Now, another commonly missed building code has to do with misplaced smoke alarms. Now, for existing homes, you need one on each level of your house and at the outside of each bedroom. Plus, you got to make sure they're all working, folks, so make sure you're testing them. You know, the new ones last 10 years, so if you don't have one of those, uh, go ahead and get it. They don't need a replaceable battery every year. You just put it in, and 10 years later, you replace it. Now, if you're in a new home, there's a new code also that requires you have a smoke alarm in every bedroom, and those those do need to be hardwired with a battery backup, and they also need to be interconnected, which means if one goes off, they all go off, which is really smart because this way you're guaranteed that folks are going to hear that and be able to get out of the house. Now, this last one gets violated a lot, especially in older homes. And what it is is that they're missing or maybe they've got a defective ground fault circuit interrupter. Now, the GFCI, the ground fault circuit interrupter, is going to cut power to a circuit if it detects a diversion of the current to a ground. And that ground, in this case, is you if that's not functioning well. So the GFCI protection is required for outlets if you've got them in the kitchen, in the bathroom, garage, outdoor circuits. It's generally where there's like moisture, the possibility of it getting wet. That's why you always see them, you know, right by your kitchen sink, above the counter, outside those types of places. And they've got a test button built into them, which you should be checking monthly. And if you look around your house and you don't have any GFCIs, it is a wise safety improvement for you to add them and not tremendously difficult. And you can sort of lump all your electrical projects into one. So when you bring the pro in, if you need, they're doing a bunch of things at the same time. If you don't see them in every outlet, that's pretty normal. In some cases, in in fact, in most modern houses where these are installed, there's one that covers uh, the entire circuit. So, for example, you might find that in the bathroom, and it could cover the kitchen outlets and the bathroom outlets together. You know, um, when I was a home inspector for like 20 years, and I would get the same kind of call every once in a while. It would be somebody that just closed on a house that I had inspected, and they'd be like, you inspected our house, and all of our outlets are not working in a house. How could you have missed this and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, oh okay, okay. Um, take a breath. Would you work with me and just let's take a look at something, okay? Um, you know, can you go over to your bathroom and uh, take a look at the outlet there? And let me know if it's got any buttons on it. Well, you know, you should have found this. Oh, all right, you know, I'll go look at it. And, blah, 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 and then we get there. Yeah, it does. I said, one says test and one says reset, right? Yeah. Well, hit the reset button. Click. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all good now. Thanks a lot. Bye. 
<laughs> That's what happened. That would happen over and over again, that same call, because people would miss that. So, yeah, one outlet will cover a bunch. And um, listen, there's another type of, uh, of an outlet called an arc fault that's out right now. And this is kind of cool because it works like a ground fault, except it specifically detects a spark. So if you have arc fault detectors, and that isn't just for a wet location circuit, it could be anywhere, these could help make your whole electrical system safer because if there's any arcing or sparking in the line, it will shut it off. So a couple of good things to have and definitely some codes to make sure that you are paying attention to. Paul in New York is on the line. What can we do for you at your money pit? I'd like to uh, finish my basement, make it a more usable area, but I have a problem with uh, some water leakage at times. I believe the construction is called a floating slab where there's a uh, weep channel around the edge of the basement that goes into a sump pit. Tell me, when do you seem to have the biggest problem with uh, signs of water coming in or actual water coming in? Heavy rains. All right, so i got great news for you. You don't need anything more than some minor adjustment in the grading and drainage outside. Whenever you have water that leaks in after a heavy rain, that's always caused by exterior drainage conditions that are just not right. And usually it's as simple as not having the right gutter set up around the house. You need to have gutters. They need to be clean and free-flowing. And the downspouts, and this is where most people get it wrong, have to be extended a minimum of four to six feet away from the house. Because those first few feet at the foundation perimeter are where water collects and saturates and then goes down into those basement walls and shows up as a leak inside. So I want you to look at that very, very carefully. The second thing is the angle of the soil at the foundation perimeter has to pitch away from the house. And it has to do so with soil that can drain. Sometimes we see people that pile up a lot of mulch around the house, or they have a lot of topsoil around the house, or they have sort of like a brick edging around some landscaping that kind of acts as a retention pond and holds the water against the house. You basically want to move that water, that first few feet around the house, move it away, get it get it going so that it drains away. It can drop about six inches over the first four feet, but after that, it can move uh, slower with a gentler slope away from the rest of the house. Those two things will solve the vast majority of flooded crawl spaces and flooded basements uh, in this country. The only time you need to install a very expensive sub-slab drainage system is when you have a high water table, and that behaves differently. When you have a high water table, water comes up very slowly. Generally, in the winter, it's typically higher, and then goes down very slowly. And you can actually physically see that water sometimes ponding in a sump pit or something like that. But when you have rain or snow melt, and you get water in your basement, that's because of drainage, and that's really easy to fix. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, if last winter's weather left your sidewalks and driveways pitted and worn, you might be thinking that a complete tear-out and replacement is your only option. Ah, but fortunately, there is another option that's both simple and effective. It's a product made by QuickCrete, and it's called Recap 
concrete resurfacer. And it has the extraordinary ability to restore worn and pitted concrete surfaces quickly and easily. With us to talk about that is Frank Owens from Quickcrete. Welcome, Frank. Uh, Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing well. So, you know, this is one of those projects that I think people get wrong a lot. Anytime something deteriorates with a concrete surface, they like to put more concrete on top of that, and they fail to understand why that just doesn't work. Explain to us what the challenges are when it comes to resurfacing um, a concrete surface and why what people have done for so many years just doesn't work. Well, you know, one of the key components of uh, resurfacing is, you know, just by nature, it's a thin coating, and concrete as a material is uh, traditionally very rigid. If someone was to try to put a thin coating on a concrete surface, it doesn't have the flexural strength, you know, the bendability, so it tends to fracture and come off. So a lot of people that, you know, might have used just a traditional uh, patching product in a thin application, it can fail. And the other thing is what's really critical for any type of concrete repair project, especially resurfacing as surface preparation. You know, we recommend a high-strength pressure washer uh, to remove any delaminating uh, concrete, get rid of any grease and oil and uh, anything that might causes um, you know, a breaking of the bond. This recap product has really been a game changer. I saw this with you when it first came out, and I was amazed, um, particularly because of its adhesive qualities. This product is so strong and adheres so well to those old surfaces, um, it practically can't come off. And if it did, I know you showed me a tinsel test once where you tried to separate a repaired surface from the original, and it ended up taking out the aggregate with it. It took the rocks from the old surface with it. It was so incredibly strong. That is really what makes this a fantastic way for you to restore those surfaces that heretofore would have required a complete tear-out. Yes, you know, the technology has advanced uh, pretty dramatically over the last uh, number of years. We introduced a product, uh, I guess it was probably 12 years ago, called Concrete Resurfacer because we saw a need for this type of product in the market. And, you know, we um, we have a, a very advanced technical center and uh, you know, chemists that are working on these uh, new product development all the time. And, you know, we used uh, available polymers uh, for bonding and shrinkage compensation and those types of additives and came up with a, a very good product. But over time, technologies are really advanced. And so we have some very high technology proprietary chemistry and new polymers that we're adding that really, if you can imagine, the bond strength of recap to concrete is four times greater the bond than the bond of concrete to itself. So, you know, you can, you know, as a test, we bond, it's called a bell, to concrete and we pull on it and the concrete will break at a certain PSI. If you apply recap to concrete and do the same test, it's four times stronger. Actually, the concrete fractures before that bond will break. And that has really uh, been that game changer you mentioned. And um, we're having just a tremendous amount of success. And, and as we were reformulating, some of the other things we did is we kept the open time longer, which allows you know greater working time and fluidity and you know all those types of things. So we really have a fantastic product in Recap. Now, with all of this sort of high-tech mixture, how difficult is it to apply as a homeowner? I mean, is it fairly user-friendly? It is. It's mixed up in almost like a pancake batter, maybe a little thinner than that. And we put in the product what's called a super plasticizer. So, you know, if anyone knows about concrete, the more water you add, the weaker it gets. So if you were going to try and mix a repair product or concrete in a fluid consistency, 
traditionally it would be very weak um, and brittle. But we've been able to utilize a, a chemistry called a superplasticizer that makes the concrete react like it is very flowable with a very limited amount of water. So we get that fluidity that makes it really easy to apply. You actually apply it with a squeegee. So you'll mix it up in a five-gallon pail with a drill mixer and, and just dump it onto your concrete. Typically, you want a damp surface and push it around with a squeegee. That's pretty impressive. I found in using the product myself that whereas I might set off um, by using it to repair one particularly de- deteriorated area of, say, a walkway, uh, it's so attractive and easy to use, I find myself applying it to the entire sidewalk uh, and then using a broom finish because it looks like a fresh pour when you're done. It really does. And um, you know, when you use a, a traditional patch, there's a lot of cement and patching materials, so they can be darker, you know, a little darker than uh, the standard concrete. Uh, Recap is a, is a really nice light gray, and you can go over patched concrete um, or, you know, just old worn surfaces and give it a brand new fresh look. Look, it, it looks just like a freshly poured concrete surface. Frank, I think once everybody's got such a beautiful finish, how do you keep it that way? I mean, how quickly can I walk on it? Can I drive on it? I want to make sure that I don't mess it up. The other beautiful thing about this product is um, it provides enough time to work with it, but then it sets rapidly. It's kind of a juxtaposition, but um, you can walk on this in about six to eight hours, and then you can drive on it in 24 hours. So you can resurface your driveway and be parking a car on it within 24 hours. Product is called Recap Concrete Resurfacer. It's made by QuickCrete. You can learn more at QuickCrete.com. Q-U-I-K-R-E-T-E dot com. And uh, Frank, I want to mention before we go that the cost of this product ends up to be about thirty cents a foot. So this is not an expensive product. It is a great do-it-yourself project. Looking for something to do right now? Hey, check out the Recap product and take care of those driveways, those walkways, those pool decks. Any place you find deteriorated, pitted worn concrete, this can make it like new again. Frank Owen from QuickCrete, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. You're very welcome. Well, Father's Day is just a week away. It's getting close, and we've launched a new sweepstakes to help you win tools for dads. It's called the DIY Dad Giveaway, and we've got 10 sets of tools from Arrow to give away to 10 lucky winners. That's right. Each set is worth $120, and it includes both a T50 and a PT50 Arrow stapler, as well as an Arrow GT300 Fastener Pro high-temp glue gun, which is perfect for taking on dozens of projects around your house. Now, Arrow is really all about making durable, reliable tools and fasteners, and these tools will give your dad years and years, and I mean it, years of use. You can enter once a day at moneypit.com. And hey, while you're there, be sure to take advantage of the many ways you can earn extra entries by subscribing to our podcast or visiting us on social media. Sharon in Ohio is on the line with a sump pump question. How can we help you? Um, We have an issue with our furnace. It seems to be pulling sewer gas from our sump pump because that's where it drains into, and we can't figure out how to solve the issue. Temporary solution is to pour water in the sump pump. But then about three or four days later, we turn the furnace on and it draws the sewage gas air again. Well, let's talk about this. So first of all, what water from the furnace is being drained into the sump pump? Are you talking about the uh, condensate line from the air conditioning system? Yes, sir. Is there a return duct 
in the basement area where this is or in the room where this is? Or do you think it's coming in through the drain pipe? We think it's coming in from the sump pump. And it's a wintertime issue because it happens when we turn the furnace on. Well, if you think it's it's because it's reversing, it's pulling whatever soil gas is causing this unpleasant odor, if you think it's coming in because of the drain line, there's a really simple solution. Put a trap in it. So if the drain line has a P-trap, kind of the same kind of that sort of uh, U-shaped pipe that's underneath the bathroom sink, then that pipe will stay filled with water and will not allow any gases, any air to back up through it and get into the furnace. That's not built into the furnace already? Not always. I mean, it depends on the workmanship of the installer. But no, you would see it on the outside. If you don't see a P-trap, it doesn't have one. The other thing that could be causing this, and sometimes this happens, is, is occasionally, and I don't want to freak you out, but occasionally you'll get a rodent that will die inside of a return duct. And if that happens, yeah, the stink can go on for quite a while. But I would take a look at that drain line, and if it doesn't have a trap in it, do that. And uh, make sure it's filled with water when you start, if it's the winter, because it won't be. Uh, and I think you won't find any more uh, air gets through that pipe. Sharon, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. So do you have a small backyard and maybe you're jealous of your neighbor's palatial deck or playground or even a pool? Well, there's a very trendy addition that you can make to restore neighborhood pride as the coolest home on the block. And that's by adding a spool. Now, get this, a spool, think of the words, it's a combination of spa and pool, and it's becoming more popular than ever across the country. And this is the best solution, guys, if you've got a small backyard. You know, with a spool, you can take a cool dip during the hot summer days or quickly switch it over to warm water to have a nice spa on a chilly night. I mean, this is really the best of both worlds. It absolutely is. Now, spools are popular for lots of reasons, but one is the fact that they don't take up a lot of space, which means if you got that small yard, you can still have the pool. You might not want to train for the Olympics in a spool pool, but you can still swim those shorter laps for exercise. And it is every bit as refreshing as a standard size pool on a hot, sunny summer day. Now, another perk that you're going to get if you install a spool is you're free to use the rest of your yard for other things like a patio with room for entertaining your guests during the festive summer months. And even people with the room for a standard size pool are opting to go down the spool route because it gives them more room to spend outdoors with their friends, with their family. They're not confining themselves to a much smaller part of their yard. Now, if you'd like to learn some more about the new spool pool trend, head on over to moneypit.com. We've got a full article there called Spool Pool, the Hot New Trend for Cooling Down. That's online at moneypit.com. Michael in Tennessee is on the line with a shower question. What can we do for you? You just had a previous broadcast, and there was a gentleman that called in and had a fiberglass shower stall that was given away under his feet. And I think the determination was that it hadn't been installed properly. So, um, in the process, we're we're building a house now and have a couple of those fiberglass shower stalls, and I know that they haven't been put on a any kind of mortar bed or anything. So I was curious if it's if you can use an expanding foam spray to sort of help support that bottom, or is that sort of not a good thing? Or is there another product that can be used if it wasn't installed on a bed already? Yeah, I've heard of that. Being done that way, people use products like Great Stuff to go in from the bottom and drill holes in the floor and fill that space up. The thing is, you've got to really do it really carefully because you want it to be able to expand back into the area you don't care about because if it expands upward, it's going to crack the shower pan. So it's got to be done really carefully. Let's say you're working on the second floor and you can get underneath it, or if let's say there's a crawl space and you get underneath it and you apply it from there and just kind of watch the expansion and let it drip down 
uh, towards that unfinished side, I think you could get some decent support in there by doing it that way. Okay, great. Appreciate the help. Make sure you let it dry, though, before you use that tub, all right? Because we don't want to squish it out. <laughs> yeah, very good. I enjoy listening to you guys. Thanks a bunch. Well, thank you very much. We've got a post here from Brandon who writes, So I've been listening to your show for many years, and I know it's a good idea to get a home inspection before you sell your house so you can get an idea of what a buyer's home inspection is going to find. But here's my question. We're selling because we're building a new house. Should we do a home inspection before we take over the new house? Any other advice on building a house, like things you would have done differently? This is a gigantic question. It's a really big question. I think it's a bigger (laughs) question than Brandon knows. But um, So let's break it down. So first of all, yes, you definitely should have a home inspector work with you uh, if you're buying a new house. Now, typically, a builder is going to create this in stages. And uh, you you could opt to have the inspection done at the same time the framing inspection is accomplished. Because at that point in time, framing inspections happen after all the rough mechanicals are put in, and that's really important because, you know, very often <laughs> you have the framer that builds a fine house, then the plumber comes in. And I hate to pick on the plumbers, but they end up cutting a floor joist in half or doing something else crazy to get a pipe where it needs to go, and that impacts the structure, and that's your opportunity to see it before drywall is covering everything. And then the other most important time to do this is when you have your quote unquote walkthrough, and this is going to be right before closing. Now, some important advice here. Whatever you miss during that walkthrough by that's a, of, a, of cosmetic nature, right? Tiny chip in the countertop or a big hole in the wall. If you miss it, you caused it, right? Despite the fact that there's been guys with hammers in there for six months building this thing, if you miss it then, uh, you're going to have a problem. So you want to make sure you have a trained set of eyes going through not only the cosmetics, but also the structure and the mechanical systems. And this final point is very important. I would insist, insist that everything that comes up in that inspection be fixed before closing. The builder will tell you he's got a marvelous maintenance department, blah, blah, blah. But believe me, you have more power at that moment than you will ever have in terms of motivating that builder to get it done. So make sure everything you know that's wrong is fixed before you close. You'll be much happier in the long run. All right. And Brandon, when you figure out the rest of the question, because there's a lot of parts of it that we're going to help you out with, we'll be here. You know how to find us. Well, would you like an easy way to spruce up your patio this summer? Leslie's got some tips on how you can create a very unique area rug that stands up to the weather in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Yeah, you know, this is one of the easiest ways that you can have pretty much the coolest outdoor area ever and totally unique to you and your space. You're going to paint a rug. That's right. You can paint a rug on top of your concrete patio. I've even done this on a home makeover show on a wood deck as well. So whatever your surface is, you have the opportunity to create a totally unique painted rug that's going to be awesome. So to do this, you got to make sure that that surface is really clean. You can mop it with a cup of vinegar mixed into a quart of water and then spray it all away with a hose. Let it dry really well and then mark off the area for that faux rug with painter's tape. You want to make sure that you get all those lines straight. Now, if you're working on a concrete patio, you want to make sure that you use concrete paint. You can get it at pretty much any home improvement store and they'll tint it to whatever color you want. And first, you've got to paint that background color. Let it dry overnight. And then this is where you get to have some fun. You can add that detail. You can use stencils. You can use freehand. Just tape out some patterns, mix up some colors. Truly have a great time with it. Once you've got it all sort of laid out, I like to sometimes paint little tassels on the end. I mean, it really depends on the type of rug you're trying to create. Do some research, look up some great images online, and then do your best parroting of that and make it look great. I know you can. When you're done, finish it up with three coats of a water-based polyurethane. 
Make sure you let it dry completely. And then I'm telling you guys that drab slab of concrete is now a totally unique focal point. So have some fun. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, we're going to talk about child safety in and around your house, specifically electrical safety. There are lots of ways kids can get where they shouldn't be if your house is not properly protected. We're going to teach you how to make your electrical system safe for kids on the very next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.